Yo, what's up? <laughs> Yo, it's your girl DJ Narc. Welcome back to the Revolution, fam. So, I want to start with a little story that might not seem related. You know how it goes, but we're gonna be talking about some real ill shit tonight. I'm so excited. Um, shout out Desiree, who I met in Oakland. She's wonderful. Um, and in a lot of ways, she's all of us. She's just like a cool ass chick, you know, from the Bay Area. Um, and we had a couple of readings the other day. And she had a really like basic practical question. And I love that stuff, you know, because I find that the most spiritual stuff is always like in the science section. It's always like through some weird tech conversation. It's like very material based usually is where the more profound spiritual stuff finds a way in. Excuse me. So she asked a very practical question, which was, okay, I get that you change your settings. I get how psychocybernetics works. I get how the mechanism works. I get how you change the things on the piece of paper. Even that, I get it. But how do I then get from there to what I actually want? And it was so funny to me because it's such a simple, practical, logical question. So it wasn't the question that was funny to me. It was my reaction to it. And my reaction to it was, huh, I never really thought about that. I never thought about it that way. But yeah, of course. I mean, you know, sure, you want to change your settings because you want to be healthy and you want to, you know, live a better life and be happy with yourself and be able to walk around between 3 and 5 p.m. where when everyone's <laughs> when everyone's cortisol levels dip, right? And and not get sad or not text the wrong person or not uh, eat the bad thing or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, we all want to be in a emotionally self-reliant place, right? I would think. But of course, more than that, we want to get the thing, do the thing, be the thing, you know, have the person, have the job, have the house, have the face, the body, whatever, all those material things, because it's cool, right? It's like, okay, you're telling us how the hologram works. You're even telling us how our own construct within the hologram works. We're even figuring out how to rewrite some of this code. And this is the master code, you know? So once you rewrite this master code, it reflects fractally throughout the construct. So cool, you know, now you're affecting the whole simulation. Awesome, great. Now, how do I take all of that and actually direct it at manifesting something, getting what I want? So (laughs) this episode, episode 14, is called uh, The Best Restaurant in the Universe, right? But it could very easily also be called uh, why the secret is bullshit or, or, or why they even put the secret out. 
And yes, I'm using the word they. Yeah, I'm using it the way Khalid uses it. Yeah, they. Um, you know why they put it out? I'll tell you real fast. Anyone who's been at my Oakland satsangs, like, shout out because you already know this. But, yo, <laughs> the secret came out when it did because once again, after a period of social amnesia, when basically all our memories and all our history was washed away, every time they want to wash stuff away, they burn a library, right? Or now they just start getting rid of them. Um, so we've gone through our latest version of like, we don't even know where the fuck the Sphinx came from. Who the fuck built the Sphinx? Every estimation we have on the Sphinx is wrong, right? We just keep finding out more and more stuff about how that thing's been there way longer than we thought, probably double, right? So right around when The Secret came out, we were once again reaching that point in our natural progression as humans, conscious beings, conscious matter, conscious energy that creates matter, uh, where we were starting to realize that that is what we do. It's not, you know, it's not very long that you can keep hidden from the open-minded human being that they're making stuff happen in their life. You pretty, you figure it out pretty quick, right? You'll be thinking about something that happens. You'll mention something that happens. You'll want something. You get it. You're like, huh? This is, and unless somebody tells you different, and unless they start showing you that in their life it doesn't work that way. It'll continue to work like that for you. It really will. You show a kid that if they just really love themselves, they'll be really, really, really successful. And then you show them with your own actions that you loving yourself has made you really successful. They will inevitably make something out of completely nothing, out of thin air, and surpass you in success. Do you want a really good example of that? Kylie Jenner. She's the perfect example. Uh, regardless of what else they did or didn't do, Chris Jenner and Bruce Jenner, um, they instilled a really, really healthy list with those two. And although there is some, you know, uh, vagrant stuff that got on there because of their sisters, the basic core stuff, zero to six, was super positive, super dedicated, su like all the most uh, positive, affirming stuff, right, that you could get on the list, it's on there. So then, okay, puberty sets in and you think that and you think this about yourself and then, you know, your family gets famous and there's all this other stuff going on. But you see, your, your settings are so stubborn and they get locked down at such a young age that even something as rocky as puberty, even something as crazy as fame won't shake you. It won't shake the core of who you are because you've had a lot of care and work put into not only the writing of what's on the page, but in the reinforcing of it, right? So just like we can also have something written on that piece of paper that has been reinforced negatively so many times that 
we find it almost impossible to get off the list no matter how many layers we peel back there's just more and more experiences the deeper we go that reinforce to us for example that indeed nobody gives a fuck about you in the same way those two younger kids the more layers you peel back the no matter what the world does or doesn't do to them the deeper you go with their their program with them their programming is solid and it's that you can do anything and we love you and if you try hard and you work at it and you dedicate yourself, you'll make it. Uh, that sounds like a Scorpio mom and an Olympian athlete who's also, I think, a Scorpio. Sounds about right. Sounds about fucking right. You know, so... <clears throat> people who have those really positive settings... Take a second. Drink some water or some juice, man. How's this 30-day challenge going, huh? Are we guys loving it? Are you loving it? Baba was like, what 30-day challenge? You're not doing anything. I was like, no, no, I'm just doing what I usually do. It's a 30-day challenge for them. He's like, do they know that? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I did say and hummus and fries, so don't at me, bro. Mm. I always I always make that sound when I'm drinking something while conversing. I have all these little like quirky New York City habits from being out in New York, like at dinner parties and at bars and stuff. Like we go, New Yorkers go to other places in the world. I guess except like Paris and London. No, Geneva was like that as well. Okay, let me stop. I'm going off on a tangent and you're, you guys are just like rolling your eyes like, Umber, shut up. Okay, okay, come back to the point. So drink your water. Ooh. You see, I made the sound again. It's a sound I make when I'm drinking out of a wine glass. I'm drinking water out of a wine glass. <laughs> and it's a sound I make when I'm in the midst of conversation. And it's to denote that I am not done. I am just taking a break. <laughs> to take a sip of this but i'm gonna make this sound let's see if it's involuntary let's see if in the middle of the sentence if i take a drink Mm. you see i did it again i can't help it it's it's like a thing it's like a thing so also does it go without saying that if y'all are like smoking the legals you know how many states is it passed in I'm just over here smoking tobacco, you know, like a normal person. But if you guys are doing other stuff, you should probably do that too. It's a free country, man. Or it's quickly becoming one. So, if you've got those really positive settings, and there are a lot of people out there, believe it or not, who are raised like that and do really well off those settings... Now, of course, are there other additional factors? Yes, of course, but it all feeds into their construct, right? It all reinforces itself, which is what's so cool. If you get in the right spiral in a fractal universe, you'll just keep spiraling the fuck up. There is no limit, right? So if you get enough people like that together over, let's say, oh, I don't know, 2,000 years or something, right? In the course of those 2,000 years, those people are going to figure out, because there will be enough of them that have positive settings, that when they think certain things, or when they want certain things, or when they imagine certain things, they happen, right? So you can't control, or more appropriately, they can't control a population that becomes aware 
that they are essentially, like I said, conscious energy that creates matter. They cannot have you out here doing that because this is why we don't know where the Sphinx came from because we knew all this stuff already and we were so far past this. This is a, we, our minds have been washed to the point of like oblivion. We've like been rebooted. We're starting again. You know, we're starting again. It's like we're playing, you know, like in the video games, in the really cool racing games. Um, sometimes you can go to like the ancient ruins. You can, you can, you can race through the, through the pyramids and shit. Like we're on like the ancient ruins board in the construct, like in the book, the way the book starts. Oh my God. Inshallah. I'm so excited for you guys to read it. Like I know it's annoying and I know it's taking forever, but it's just so good. Oh, Oh my God, you don't understand. Okay, I'm just going to tell you about just the very beginning right now. Well, I've told you guys on live already about it too, so, but it all ties together, don't worry. So it opens with the Sri Yantra appearing in the void and these 21 figures appearing at different points on the Yantra shape. And those 21 figures being the major arcana, right? And the fool is the one who informs them, like there's in the middle of a Sri Yantra, there's always a dot, the nukta point. And the nukta point has now been attributed in physics to that one, we used to think there's a bunch of electrons, but now we're realizing that it's one electron that pops in and out of existence over and over again, everywhere at the same time. Oh, like not only you guys is this a simulation, not only is this a construct, but it is one of such intelligence and sophistication and simplicity and takes up so little space actually. Because if you think about how much empty space to matter there actually is, it takes up so little space, which means it has a lot of memory. It has a lot of like computing space. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, and we cannot, we can only attempt to grasp with the hardware that we have, our, our, our brain. It, even attempting to grasp how sophisticated of a tech, of a tech this is, is, it's mind-boggling. Like the way it says it in the Quran is like, don't try to understand on that level of like design-wise, don't try to understand because your brain physically lacks the capacity <laughs> to <laughs> like it's not like I don't want to tell you it's not like I don't want to tell you what I am it's just that like your particular hardware that you're working with in this particular hap suit will like fucking short circuit like you know in the in the Greek myth it's like um one of Zeus's children was like I want to see you in all your glory and he's like no or was it one of his wives and he was like no no for real like I can't like you don't understand he's like no I want to same shit. Or when Helios like agreed to like give his son whatever and then the son asked to ride the chariot and rode it too close to the to the sun, you know, which is a different story from the Icarus story. Don't get those confused. Very different stories. But like I would like to point out also that people should stop blanket promising people shit. Like especially not your kids. Like I would never like my kid was like, Hey, can I ha can I ask you something? And I would never my response would never be, You can ask me anything and I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask and then we'll see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen. Um, 
And like Greek gods always be getting in trouble like that. Yo, remind me to tell you something really fucking dope about time, by the way. Because you know how we'd be talking about like, I'd be saying shit in the videos and you're like, how did you know we were going to react that way? Or why are you saying that we made that card fall down because we're watching it in the future? Bitch, I found something out that's going to fucking blow your mind about time. I knew I was right. Anyway, let's take it back, okay? So... Those people, when you get enough of them together, say it takes 2,000 years, okay? Let's go from that point, like when the Buddha of our, of our time, of our part of the Yuga, let's say, we're in the Kali Yuga, right? So, oh, it makes sense that we're in the Kali Yuga. Hey! Um, all my, like, Indian friends are like, yo, your Kali energy is off, like, off the chain like it is so on point and i'm like are you guys serious like you're just saying that like just to be like culture vultures like we can be culture vultures for our own culture too you know i'm like are you just saying that because it's like a catchy thing to say right now and every single one of them is like no dude like we go to mondays growing up and stuff like we know this shit like you're muslim you don't know this shit we know this shit you have it (laughs) i'm like oh (laughs) okay fine (laughs) They're like, actually, you're the culture vulture. <laughs> Take your fucking Kashmiri Rajput ass out of here. <laughs> Get out of here with that. You're so Muslim. You don't know what you're talking about. We know. <laughs> and yes, you have it, bitch. <laughs> so in our part of the yuga, let's count from when our particular yuga had its first Buddha or its first awakening or its first Christos, or the Greek for the crystal consciousness, or its first human whose um, makeup became more silica-based than carbon-based, more crystalline than carbon, and was able to ascend without the carbon death uh, step in between, right? So we've had several of these figures, and for our particular yuga, let's say, or a part of our particular yuga, let's say, let's count from Christ forward. So in the past 2,000 years, we have, of course, had enough people who had enough positive settings, who didn't have the hangups, and had actual positive loving upbringings, and didn't have to do a bunch of fucking work to like dismantle their own fucking brain, you know, um, over 2,000 years, these people pretty much figure it out, you know? They're like, you know, I think there's, like, something going on here. And all through time, if you see, throughout the past however long we have recorded literature, there has been this pervasive thought of, you know, if you concentrate your energy, your thoughts, your dreams, your visuals, your desires, your feelings, uh, there is some alchemical... a really specific mix of all those things. And if you do them, um, and if you have enough reserve power within yourself to do them and to make those wheels spin, you can in fact change what seems like an unchangeable thing. And you start to realize that throughout literature, there is this thread of, hey, this reality isn't so much a reality as it is an extension of me. And sometimes I can fuck with it. So that brings us to about when the secret comes out. So all these people have been saying for all these years in all these different ways that, hey, I think this is how this might work. And then you have this thing that basically just comes out of nowhere, takes a bunch of other people's work, puts it together in a pretty, let's say, catchy way, 
and everyone's now walking around going, hey, I can manifest stuff. Hey, I saw this thing called The Secret. I remember the first time I heard about The Secret. It was from my dealer at the time. And he just like walked in and he looked like he had like seen a ghost. He was like, yo, I, I watched this thing. I need you to watch it. And I was like, what, what is it? Like, what's going on? Like, yo, Joe, you all right? You know what I mean? Um, but Joe was not all right, bro. Joe was very far from all right. He, he, was, he was not okay. Um, and, and he had read the book or seen the DVD. I don't know what the fuck this dude was about, but anyway, we ended up messengering and getting the DVD somehow. There used to be this thing called Urban Fetch. Oh my God. That was so long ago. It's so weird. You could just like Urban Fetch someone to like bring you whatever. Like I had someone Urban Fetch me the book, The Virgin Suicides, cause I felt like sitting at home and reading it. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, so fucking random, bro. So they brought us the DVD, I guess. Was the DVD or was it a tape? I don't even fucking remember. Anyway, we only watched it once. And the whole time I was like, yo, this is fucked. Anyway, so mm, drink some water. <clears throat> so mm, this video is playing. And these people talking all this nonsense. Okay, so I'm like, huh, okay, got it. Now, here's what you have to do when people start to figure out something as basic as, hey, we control our own reality. See, because you can't take the knowledge away. It's already out there. It's obvious. It's too obvious to anyone who's like not emotionally falling apart that they can affect stuff around them, right? So you can't really take it back. You can't really erase it. You can't make people forget about it. They already know. But what you can do is you can take something that's already out there and pretty obvious and just turn it slightly. And you're going to turn it slightly in a direction that's going to leave the entire thing ineffectual. So in essence, we had gotten to the point in our evolution where we had begun to really get a handle on manifestation and how it worked. And then this thing came in and said, hey, you know that thing that you think you can do? You can do it. And this is how you do it. And that, my friends, is where they took all your power from you and took what you were doing naturally and doing probably a pretty good job of doing and turned it into the most useless, frustrating, fucked up thing that could have happened to your spiritual growth. This is how. This is where we get to the end of the segment called The Secret is Bullshit. And we start the segment called, Welcome to the Best Restaurant in the Universe. I need you to take a trip with me now, okay? You ready? I have to apologize before we begin for my terrible representation of a customer service rep the other day on the, fo- um, in the, on the phone. You see how I be chilling with y'all? I like seriously holding this phone up like because it's Anchor. Shout out Anchor. But like this is like we, we talking. We're literally like just having a conversation um and this is probably how it'd be because i don't know how to shut up um so now what the fuck was i saying okay yeah i'm so sorry about my like not at all good enough impression of a customer service rep for technical support last week no i can do so much better i can do so much better (laughs) 
<laughs> There's like actually people that get freaked out when I switch between the parts of the video where I'm uh, where you can see my face and where I'm just reading the cards because the difference in the tone of my voice. Like, I don't think people get this about Gemini's. Gemini's write differently every time they write. Gemini's tone of voice changes all the time. Have you, like, every Gemini you know does this. It's just how we are. We're mutable air, man. Like, we got no form whatsoever. We can take any form, anytime, anywhere. And, and we don't need to, like, make ourselves do it. We naturally can just do it. We just fit. We just fit in any environment. And we don't just fit. We're cool. You know? We don't just fit. We're, we're good at it. <laughs> you know? Um, so I can do a much better job is what I'm saying. So you want to take a little trip with me? Do you want to take a trip off world and go to the best restaurant in the known universe? Because let me tell you a little bit about this restaurant, okay? Before we leave, we're going to take a portal. We're going to take a portal through the valves in our heart, which connects to the vacuum, to the black hole in the center of you, which connects to the black hole to the center of this earth, to the black hole in every cell in your body, to the black hole that is contained in every arc technology that existed around the world that sat in every temple slash pyramid we have on every ley line on the planet all of this will make a lot more sense if you watch Nassim Harame's eight-hour lecture please go and do so please just for your own life I've watched it so many times that I don't even know anymore I can quote most of it uh yo he'll change your life man he'll change your life like this man is gonna go down in history like we are alive at the same time as someone who will be known throughout the ages. Do you get that? Like when I hugged him, I thought I was going to faint. I, I I don't even really know what I said to him. I just kept like looking at him. I was just like, I, I, you changed and saved my life. <laughs> but he's a Scorpio and I'm sure he's used to it. He seemed very comfortable with it. He's just like, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> But the man is brilliant. Anyway, so let's take a trip now. And all of that stuff that I was saying sounds so fantastical, but it's all based in science, which is what's so fucking cool. There is, in fact, um, a Nassim proposed... Nassim, look at me. So back in the day. Go ahead, Umber. Um, Harame, Nassim Harame proposed years and years and years ago, decades ago, in fact, that we would find a black hole at the center of many star systems and also that we would find a black hole at the center of many planets, especially the gaseous ones. And um, when he was first saying this in the eight-hour lecture, you'll hear him say he was laughed out of physics conferences um, and at, and it's so interesting to watch him because as a Scorpio, you can hear it in him when he talks about certain things, how they still hurt him because he knows he's right. And they were just so stupid and closed-minded that they couldn't come along with him and stretch their minds enough. And now, years and years later, everyone is like kind of like tail between their legs coming back around and going, hey, you know that guy that we laughed off the stage at the physics conference? You know the guy that was living in his van 
and like surfing and skiing and shit and doing fucking physics in his van without a computer. Yeah, that guy might be right. You know, so now he's like, like he's being hella respected. Um, they were just his company, Resonance Science. Shout, shout out Resonance Science, man. You guys are dope. Um, they were just doing their arc technology lockets at um, the Emmy suite. Like really cool shit. And, and the arc technology that they have created, that he's created, is based on his theories about what the Ark of the Covenant was. And those theories are based on the nature of the vacuum, the nature of God, the nature of what that even means, how it ties into Kabbalist tradition, how it, I mean, everything. It encompasses everything. Once you learn about the Ark of the Covenant, <clears throat> excuse me, you, um, and, and he says it in the lecture, and I didn't really get it the first maybe five times I watched it, but he says, once you really understand what the vacuum, sacred geometry, Ark of the Covenant, um, the Old Testament, all these different things, once you realize what it's actually about, you will realize that everything in the world is about the Ark and always has been. And the more I've like just, uh, the more I've dived into the math of it, the more I've looked at like the the religious traditions and how they've developed like for example like where does the Catholic Church actually come from and where did it get most of its power and all that money um and what were the Knights Templar and why are they still kind of around and why do we have organizations like Blackwater and Eric Prince who are directly like related to that Templar movement from back then it's really scary right because you would think that those things would have nothing to do with this but they have everything to do with it the Templars were actually created back in the day, to look for the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> so if it is a piece of technology, which is what Nassim proposes that it is, <clears throat> yeah, we just gonna call him Nassim because he's the magician card in the book. We just gonna go ahead and be back in the day with him. We putting you in a book, Nassim. We gonna go ahead and be back in the day. Drink something, please. So, ooh. it's, um, it's a trip we need to take, okay? Let's just take the trip. It needs to be done. Of course, you're going to read about it in the book. Of course, there will be a meditation in the book and there will be a guided meditation in the audiobook that goes with the book that will walk you through falling beneath the skin, beneath the capillaries, beneath the muscles, into the bones, breathing into the bones, and then into the nerves, from the nerves, into the arteries. No. Well, should we do it now? To get to the best restaurant in the world? Okay. All right, all right, okay. We can do it, sure. Sure. I'm always, you know how it is at the satsangs. Everything is stream of consciousness on the fly. Um, doesn't make any difference to me. Let's do it. There's no such thing as performance anxiety on this side of town. <laughs> I'm, uh, good friends of mine will often ask me when they see me at things like this, they'll be like, man, you did so good, but I was with you for like four days before and you didn't prep for a minute. And I'm like, prep for what? And they're like, for your fucking event where you were just sitting and talking for like four fucking hours and people are just throwing the most random shit at you and you knew the answer to everything. And I'm like, yeah, but like, do you think that that's something you can prep for? 
like what do you think prepping is bro like you think like and like that's because whatever I'm giving back to you is just the life that I'm experiencing I think the reason I'm able to answer things is because uh my eyes are just always open I'm not thinking about things I'm just looking you know, whenever like guys are like, what are you thinking? It's always guys that don't know me. Guys who actually know me, they'll always say the same thing. They're like, look at you. You're like a little kid. You're just looking at everything. Like, yeah, man, that's all I'm doing. I'm just looking. I'm just observing. I'm not thinking a fucking thing. You know, whenever I like stand or sit next to girls who like um, think out loud, I'm always kind of shocked um, like I remember sitting next to a girl at a club once and I didn't really know her very well. Cause, cause the thing is like people get to know me, they stop saying a lot of things around me. It's really weird. Like you would think that the more you get to know somebody, the more free you would get with them, but that's not how it is with me. Like the more you get to know me, there's a certain type of dialogue that if you have that type of thinking, you're just not going to mention it around me. Because if you if you if you get my vibe enough, you're going to know that I'm just going to like I'm not going to vibe with it. You know what I'm saying? And when I don't vibe with something, it's painful. It's painful to be around me if I don't like you. I don't even mean to do it, but if I don't like you, I just I I make the space uh, very unwelcome. Like the energy in the space is just trying to get rid of you. You know, like the people in the space, they won't even be trying to be mean to you, but they'll just like end up being mean to you. Because like the whole space, the whole energy in the space starts acting like, get the fuck out, you know? But so I was like sitting next to this girl at a club. It was like this weird club that we had gone to. Oh, Lord. You know what? We're not telling no more stories about him. Never mind. I'm not going to even tell you that part. But there was a reason we were there. Let's leave it at that. Um, And this fucking bitch was there with us. But she had her own, like, little agenda. You know? She had her own little fucking agenda. Like, it was like, oh, like, that's who's Umber's fucking with? Like, I want to meet him kind of thing. Like, she was just weird. And, like, just unfortunate in many respects you know she had like a little bit of like a unfortunate just everything was like a little bit unfortunate like it wasn't just that she had no style but it was also that she didn't understand color she didn't understand texture she didn't understand fit you know what i'm saying because like sometimes like it, like you you got to be really careful about what you say about people so that's why i try to keep it real general like when i say that someone is a mess like i never mean that they're like quote unquote bad looking cuz again i don't even know what the fuck that means i really don't i've never been around somebody who was like put together and like on they shit and like dress fly and clean and smelling good and talking smart and know what the fuck is up and about their money and about their fucking life and getting laid you know in normal healthy situations you know what i'm saying i've never been around someone like that that i looked at and i was like ew that person's ugly (laughs) that has never happened i i mean i've looked at a lot of people like that and said uh no i don't want to date you no i don't want to go out with you no i don't want to have that type of but not because of like this or that not because of how you look you know what i'm saying like 
I've never been around someone who was on their shit. And I looked at them and I was like, that's what came to mind. It's like, ew, they're physically not what I find attractive. Like, if you think like that, if that's like right off the top, what you're thinking about people. um, Yeah. You know what? You're probably not listening to this if you are. So let's just not even... That's cool, man. Welcome, dude. Welcome. Hang out over here a little bit. Hang out with us. We're cool. We're cool. And and just to satisfy your vanity, we're all like nice looking too. But we're cool, okay? You'll learn something. Um, so uh this bitch, this weird fucking bitch just didn't understand anything about anything. And she was wearing like a glittery brown bodysuit. Lord, it was so tacky and like she was like almost the same color as the bodysuit, but not in a good like Kanye way, in like a bad way, like a Conway way. You know what I'm saying? And like anyone who knows Conway on 34th Street over there by 8th Avenue knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Like it was like almost Kanye, but it was Conway. You know what I'm saying? It was so close, but it was so fucking far. And, like, Kanye wasn't a thing back then like that. Like, he was a thing, but he wasn't, like, a fucking designer who made, like, tonal on tonal, like, jogging wear. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm not hating on it. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to define it quickly. So, let's move along. Because, like, the best restaurant in the universe is good. But it ties in. Hello. Follow me. Um, so, this fucking bitch is wearing this, like, just mistake of a fucking bodysuit that I know she either got it, like, strawberry or conway and here's the thing i could go into a strawberry or conway and i could pick something up and you would swear that shit was designer because i would find something that would look amazing and look like it fucking was nice and shit but this bitch went to like the raggediest part of the raggediest part of fucking bang bang on a street and got the raggediest like hoeiest shit she could find and she was wearing it and she had on some like just hoey ass like a bunch of accessories like this bitch was just oh okay and these jeans that were very unfortunate and she just had a real like I don't know what was going on with her like she just she was just like I don't know I don't know there are many things I could say I'm not gonna say anything actually we're all God's children but she was just she was having a rough time okay she was having a rough time bitch so imagine my surprise <laughs> when this bitch who's having a real rough time. And by the way, I just have to just point out one more thing. The tonal on tonal, the reason it really got to me wasn't because she was wearing like a certain color and her skin color was so close. It was because that she had also dyed her hair a really close color to her skin. And she was also wearing contacts that were really close to her skin. So when I first saw her, when I went, <laughs> when I went to go pick up my friend and I saw that this bitch was with her, with her, I was like, and you know what? Looking back on what the fuck happened with me and that friend, that pseudo friend, it's the pseudo friend whose wedding I didn't go to with the other pseudo friend who was mean to the lady at the store. I'm, I should have left both their asses where the fuck they were and been on my fucking way. And, you know, and went and did what I needed to do. Anyway, so this, when I fucking pulled up to pick these bitches up, because I used to have this gangster of a fucking car. I had this dope ass Volkswagen 
this dark blue, like the four door Passat. And I had asked the Scorpio, like I had got it when we were like, when he, we had first, first met or whatever. <laughs> um, he was like, yo, you need to get like, you need to get a tint. You need to tint the windows. And I was like, okay, well, like really? Because I <laughs> like, why, you know, <laughs> Okay, why? Like, just because. I was like, okay. Like, years later, my cousins were like, duh, obs. <laughs> like, I still don't get it. But he was like, you need to tint the windows half mirror and half smoke. I was like, oh, like, that's what they, and sure enough, you know, I did it. It looked fucking hot as shit. But every time I would like, pull up somewhere like if there were dudes around where I pulled up even if they were just standing on the corner or like hanging out on the spot in the spot or like on the stoop or whatever whenever I would pull up anywhere and I would like roll down my window people would be like oh shit like I thought this was like a drug dealer's car like damn like you driving your man's car like this your yo your man's like your man's cells or what and I'm like what no this is a Passat <laughs> how is this a drug dealer car the Volkswagen, bro. Like it has Corinthian leather seat. This is not a drug dealer car. But it was the fucking dark blue exterior with this fucking I what do you that's what you get. That's what you get. That's what you get when you listen to a 19-year-old covered in tattoos about how you should tint your windows. That's what the fuck you get. So I constantly was getting stopped by cops. Constantly. All the time, constantly. The minute, the minute I left New York City, I was getting stopped by cops. Um, anyway, but it looked hot. It was, and you couldn't see a fucking thing. You couldn't see who was in the car, who was driving, nothing. Not a fucking thing. It was very intimidating, actually. Oh, I love that car. Anyway, so I went to go fucking pick these bitches up, right? And when I first saw this bitch, it was like I had like a boo, a ghost. (laughs) I had a boo, a ghost moment. No, for real, I did. Because she was so monochromatic, bro. Like her hair, the contacts, you know, the hair and the contacts really threw me off. Because it was like her whole shit was all like brown. Like it was almost the same color. Her nails too. Like this bitch was going hard for this one color. You know what I'm saying? And like, it just like she, it confused me, right? Because she was going so hard and like she swore she was rocking it. Like she was hella rocking it to the point where I had to be like, is it me? Like, is she really doing the thing? And I'm just like a total asshole. But like, I only go with my first reactions. Like all of this is me telling you. So I'm actually thinking about it right now and thinking out loud and telling you. But like, that's not how my brain works. Like I just saw her and I was like, boo, a ghost, (laughs) like a monochromatic ghost. What the fuck is going on? And I literally said to to the friend in the middle, like the person whose person this was, I was like, yo, like, are we taking her? Like, what is going on? Like, you want to give her another shirt? Like, she's going to, if, listen, if we, if we go somewhere where the walls are tan, this bitch is going to disappear. <laughs> We're not going to be able to find this bitch. If we take her to like the Jai spot, this bitch is going to fucking mesh into the walls. You sure you don't want to give her a fucking shirt? Throw some fucking pink or some blue on this bitch. She could use it. You know what I'm saying? She could use a little color. 
no, no, her outfit is, you know, her outfit is fierce. It's like, oh God, okay, all right, that's what we going with. But like, I knew better. What the fuck was I doing? What was I doing is the question. Anyway, so we go. All of this to tell you how people fucking think. I don't even know how we got here. But anyway, we go. We're sitting there at the place. I'm obviously, you know, I'm on my own shit. I'm just waiting. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just waiting because I need to have a conversation with somebody about something. You know what I'm saying? I'm in my feelings about something. I'm just waiting for this dude to show up so I could be like, and you know what? I wasn't done. There's another thing I want to say to you. Um, so I was just like in my, you know, in my feelings, just sitting there. And some girl walked by and this monochromatic bitch is sitting next to me. And I'm honestly kind of ignoring what the fuck she's saying because I realized that she was talking out loud, thinking out loud. And like, I don't really like to like unless you're really intelligent, I'm not going to listen to you ramble Um, because most of it is just like people hating on people. That's what I realized. Whenever people think out loud, they're usually just like commenting on people walking by. And I'm like, man, you judging yourself up against every single person that walks by you. No wonder you fucking stressed out. Um, no wonder you wearing all the same color. You fucked up. You fucked up in the game right now. So some girl walked by, mad cute, you know, like pretty girl. So I'm like, mad cute girl walked by and this fucking hating ass bitch, yo, this bitch goes out loud like she had been doing the whole time, but she caught my attention because she fucking elbowed me with her fucking monochromatic ass and her fucking shiny, glittery elbows um because she had put like a bunch of dust like gold dust and shit all over herself she was doing all the fucking things um i think now in instagram world we'd be like she's so beautiful she was like highlighted for the gods no that bitch looked tacky as shit um but she elbowed me as the girl walked by and she was like who does she think she is and i was just like i looked at her i was like what And it was like one of the times in my life that it's occurred to me why people get old or why people like their faces get gnarled or why like they start getting this look in their eye that no matter how much they get done, you could see the sadness and the age and the and the 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 pain in their eyes because they be thinking like that. They be walking around like deflecting and getting bounced off people's egos. How the fuck you see a pretty girl walk by and the first thing you fucking thought is that she thinks that she's better than you, which is what would prompt you to say some shit like, who does she think she is? She thinks she is who she is, bitch. That's a fly bitch. She thinks she's a fly bitch. What? What's wrong with you? Why are you mad that she's not wearing all the same color? We know what you mad about, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was just one of those moments where I realized, like, man, like, people just be on some shit. Like, people just be be foolish nonsense. Like, their brains just be bouncing off their own insecurities. They throw their insecurities out there, and then they let them reflect off of people and then that's their internal dialogue and that's what they're fucking walking around thinking and i'm always just like whoa no wonder no wonder you're so fucking boring no wonder no wonder you don't know a bunch of shit because your fucking mind is consumed with your own little fucking ugly ass insecurities out there running around jumping on other people and like sticking their tongue at you from somebody else's shoulder and going, ha ha, this person's prettier than you. This person's taller than you. This person's thinner than you. F- 
fuck, I wouldn't have any time to study or think or philosophize or write or be creative or paint or dance or love or send risky texts. You know, I I wouldn't have time to do anything if I was fucking doing that. That's all consuming. (laughs) And and, and her doing that was one of those moments that just like reinforced to me that whenever I'm around a guy who's actually in love with me and like really in love with me, like they'll notice it and be like, Yo, like, you're just, you really just sitting here looking. Like, yeah, that's, yes, yes, I'm not do I'm not doing anything else. I'm not thinking anything. I'm not scheming on anything. I'm not, like, wondering anything. I'm not trying to get nothing out of you. I'm not trying to get you to talk. I'm, like, literally just sitting here looking at you. Yes. Or, like, I'm, like, just looking at this sunset or just looking at these trees. That's it. That's all that's happening. That's all that's happening. And you know what? You know what's really cool about that is that it's just more formless, mutable air, right? Like your mind, if your mind is clean, if your mind is without fear, okay, and inadequacy, then it won't get stuck on anything. And if you don't get stuck in an emotion for too long, you don't get stuck in time. Emotion is what ties you to certain points in time. You get that, right? Okay, we're going to go more into that in the book. But for now, how about we drink a little water, we blaze a little bit, and let's make this next part now us doing a pretty like... We'll take it light, okay? We'll take it light, but it's a pretty intense guided meditation. We're going to do like the... the as as much as it can be the surface version, okay? But we'll do like the surface version and we'll fall through the valves. We'll fall through the place, the spot between the valves of the heart and into the singularity there and we'll travel from that singularity to another one, to another one, to another one until we are off world. We don't have to. We can go straight from the one in the heart to off-world because all singularities are connected because all are one, right? This is mathematic. Remember, this is based in math and physics, science. And I'll take you to, yeah, let's go eat at the best restaurant in the universe where the food is prepared by the best chef that has ever lived in all the universes, okay? Now, there's a few rules before we go, so let me tell you those, because once we start the guided meditation, that's like we're already in the jet and we're on our way, and I don't want to have to give this speech when we're on the jet trying to be litty. You know, we popping bottles, we we doing the things, we rolling the J's, we smoking even though they telling us we can't. You know what I'm saying? We doing all the things when we already on the way. When we OTW, you can't tell us shit. So let me give you a few rules before we get on the jet, okay? Rule one, uh, this restaurant is really hard to get into. People wait millennia. Souls, like the one you have inside you that is listening to this. Souls wait in line. Souls are on the waiting list to get a reservation at this spot for millennia. It is extremely difficult to get in. So once we get there, 
because I'm taking you and I'm vouching for you, don't fucking embarrass me, okay? So the way you don't fucking embarrass me is you just got to follow the few rules that you need to adhere to when we walk in. So one, be really grateful that we got in. Don't make a fuss, okay? Two, when you're imagining yourself in this place, can you please put yourself in something that you look great in that's a bit spiffy, okay? Something nice, all right? You're looking good. You're all shined up, okay? Three, once we get in there, I need you to trust me. That's it. Nothing scary is going to happen, but I just need you to trust me. Okay? So if you can do those three things, if you can be grateful as fuck that we even got in and stay in a state of wonder and gratitude and awe, like, holy fucking shit, this is the best universe, best restaurant in the universe, all the different dimensions, all the different beings from the different dimensions, the planets, whatever you think they are, aliens, whatever, whatever everyone wants to come to this place, it's limited seating, almost nobody gets in, and we're fucking rolling in like fucking 10,000 deep right now, okay? And it has the capacity, it can hold us. As a party, it can hold us. But first, you need to be grateful that we're all getting in and that they're letting us in. Two, shine up, look your best. When we're walking through those doors, what do you look like? Imagine it in good detail, okay? Look nice. And three, trust me when we get there. Trust me on the way there. And trust me when we get there. All right? All right, so we're going to come back in a minute. And then we jump off world. I'll be right back. All right. You got your stuff? Welcome aboard. Now, when we do get to this sort of travel, it will be done this way. We're going on the fanciest jet you can imagine because we're going to shift through dimension. Uh, and there is currently no craft that we possess that can do it, but we can all do it. So let's go. Sit back, lean back, lay down. Whatever you got to do, get comfortable. Get yourself in a position where you can breathe deeply and you can feel. If you're driving right now, you should probably wait. Definitely don't try to follow along. If you are walking around outside, find a spot, sit down. If you are in the middle of a workout, you might want to pause it <laughs> or skip over to the explanation, but you'll ruin it for yourself. Give this part of the podcast a little bit of concentrated attention because guided meditation plus driving plus working out plus anything is not a good idea. The mind will follow whether you want it to or not. You can tell yourself, oh, I can still drive and do this. It's not going to do anything to me. It will. It will. 
the meditation in its formal way is called the eight gates meditation. It's very hard to find. Um, We're not going to do the eight gates meditation. That requires a lot more prep, but we will talk about it. We will talk about it at some point. Right now we're going to do the version that's going to get us, well, that's going to get us to our reservation on time. All right, so get comfortable, lean back, take a deep breath, and become aware, first of all, now of your skin. Become aware of the sensation of your skin all over your body. And realize that this is what defines what is you and what is not you. And that it is this skin, this organ, that keeps you in. Now, closing your eyes, let's find ourselves on the surface of the skin. Taking a deep breath, deep breath, let's drop below the skin. In your mind now, see the tiny capillaries like rivers flowing right underneath the skin providing all the nutrients, carrying away all the waste. Busy, flowing, skinny little red rivers. Feel the capillaries in your body surging. Stay with that feeling. Breathe. Now let's fall one level below the capillaries. Let's fall now to the nerves. Immediately when you fall below the capillary level, you can see the electric blue. You can feel it tingling in your hands. You can feel it tingling and gathering in the soles of your feet. Realize that this tingling This electric current that you're identifying with, it's always there. You're just now bringing awareness to it so you can feel it. Feel those electric nerves, feel them surge through your body, feel them pull and tingle in your hands and feet. Follow the nerves up into the brain, feel everything buzzing. Now let's fall one level below into the bones. The easiest way to find your way into the bones now, taking a deep breath, is to tap your knee. Upon tapping your knee, you will feel the hardness of your bone and you can direct your consciousness there. Direct it right into the hardness of the bone and take a deep breath. Send the exhale in your mind through your bones. Taking another deep breath, inhale. 
and exhale, pushing the exhale in your mind through your skeletal structure. You could stay here in this state, falling even deeper into the marrow within the bones and breathing white healing light into the marrow of the bones. In Chinese meditation, this is called bone marrow breathing, deep marrow breathing. It's incredibly powerful. But let's keep going. Let's fall one level below the marrow. Let's come to the place where you jump up from the marrow, back out into the bone, and explode like blossoming flowers into the muscle covering the bone. Identify with the feeling of becoming aware that your bones are covered in muscle. Feel your muscles moving underneath your skin. Taking a deep breath. Exhale into the muscles and as you do, quickly follow the muscles until you come to the largest one beating in the center of your chest. Breathing in, find your heart. See it in your mind. Feel your muscles, feel your capillaries, feel your arteries, feel the marrow in your bones as you inhale. And on the exhale, we find ourselves at this beating heart center. Watch it beat. Deep breaths. Watch it beat and as you inhale, bring a golden light into that beating heart. On the exhale, let that energy spread through your body. Relax all the tension in your face. Let all the tension in your shoulders go. Let your fingers and your hands hang limp. On the inhale, bring that golden light in. We're watching the heart beat. Now, as the heart beats, you see that between the beating sections, there is a central point. Breathing in, we follow that central point and we jump into that point. Inhaling, you fall back behind the heart. On the exhale, you find yourself in the dark. Take a deep breath. It's okay. We're fine. We're together. We're okay. We're safe. We're now in the vacuum. Taking a deep breath. Make sure your outfit is right. 
One more deep breath. And on the exhale, follow me now into a new world. We walk into the nicest restaurant you've ever seen. It's made almost completely of glass. The light plays off everything because it's like we're on a glass barge. We're surrounded by water. And you get the sense that everything in this place is alive. The flowers seem to be dancing. There's palm trees growing on the inside. There seems to be bird song everywhere. Now, as we walk in, the first thing you're going to notice is that there's a lot going on. None of it's going to make very much sense to you. But as soon as you come in, you're going to be overwhelmed with the feeling of being pleasantly surprised. Wow, it's nice in here. Hey, we're all here together. Hey, we made it. Hey, that meditation wasn't so bad. I can actually feel that we're like somewhere else. This place is nice. It smells good in here. Feels friendly. Hey, I love that color. Let's go sit over there. I can't believe they have pink velvet couches or rust-colored corduroy chairs or that antique table over there. Let's go eat over there. I love that table. And as we settle in, something becomes very obvious. There's nothing on the menu. No, because this is the best restaurant in the world, in the universe, I'm sorry, in the known universe. And one of the things that makes it the best and one of the reasons we needed to get all dressed up and one of the reasons we should just be jumping up and down but we're too afraid to that we even got in is because in this restaurant you can order anything you want. Anything you want. And the chef will make the best version of that thing that has ever been made. Like if you love blueberry pancakes, bitch, you better get the fucking pancakes. Because they're going to be the best pancakes you've ever had in any lifetime ever. So, I mean, we are hyped to be here. We're kind of still looking at each other going, how'd we get here? How'd you get us in? Bro, I don't even know how I got in. Doesn't matter. We're here now. So, waiter's going to come by. Real friendly guy. Real, real nice. It's going to give you a bit of a wink and a... You're only here and allowed to do this because I vouch for you assholes, so be real nice to me. I'm the one that told the chef that you were in a complete lost cause and a bunch of dumb idiots. So, uh, you know, tread lightly. And we're all like, yo, what's up? You are nice and so good looking, my goodness. Um, And we all place our orders. Good. Like I said, order the best version Order 
whatever you want, knowing that you're going to get the best version of that possible. Order with that in mind, right? So the waiter takes our order and is like, okay, now we're all sitting there and you're looking at me going, well, when's it going to get here? And I'm like, oh, right. That's the one thing I forgot to tell you about this place. So it's the best restaurant in the universe. And you will get the best version of the thing that you ordered. But they have this funny thing where the chef is kind of eccentric. And he likes to surprise you with your order. And you're like, no, but I'm hungry. Like, this is not the time to be doing this. Like, I'm actually starving. Like, can we just go somewhere else and get fries then? Because this is stupid. Like, I want, when am I going to get the thing that I ordered? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no. Remember I told you you have to be really grateful that we even got in? Okay, because a lot of people are still waiting online for like millions of years. Okay, we got in. So first of all, stop it. Okay, grow up. <laughs> Second of all... Um, this is the best restaurant in the known universe. So, of course, it's going to be a little bit like weird and like weird food uppity. You know how those like places are. There's always some like fucking gimmick. Of course, there's going to be something. So this is the fucking gimmick, okay? This chef is really into giving you like exactly what you ordered. But the chef understands that to give you the best version of the thing you ordered like the chef knows how to make it best, right? How to prepare it so it's best. So you may be like, well, what's the problem? Pancakes are pancakes, bro. Like just do this, 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 and like make them and give them to me. And the chef is like, yeah, no, but that's like your shitty version of pancakes. So you don't need to come here for that. Like if you're going to come here, then you're going to wait for me to like cook it right because I know all the tings and the tricks and the tings and you don't know any of those, right? Okay. So a lot of you are like, okay, cool. Yeah, I get that. Like, so what do we do in the meantime? Well, the cool thing is everyone else that's managed to get into this place and is also waiting on their food is like pretty chill, right? Anyone who's made it in here is pretty chill and like pretty easy to talk to and probably someone you'll get along with. So, you know, mingle, have a drink, walk around. There's a lot of like fun stuff to do. There's a lot of beautiful stuff. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff. There's a lot of interesting people around and you can really just hang out. And what's going to happen is as soon as your dish is done, they're going to surprise you with it while you're in the midst of hanging out or trying one of the many fun games or talking to one of the many fun people there. And all of a sudden there's going to be the waiter. They're like, Oh, by the way, your thing is ready. Like, come on. And you may think that pancakes can only come on a plate like like this many on a plate with this garnish and this and then they're gonna bring you this plate and and like you know you said you ordered pancakes, but this is like the motherfucking like most amazing fucking plate of food you've ever seen in your life, and you're just like you don't know whether to cry or to eat it or to Instagram it or to you don't know what the fuck to do to it. But like there's a part of you that's like, I don't even wanna eat it. It's so amazing, right? You you just get like stunned and stuck, right? So now, some of the people that have come in with us are not okay with this. 
They're really hungry. They don't want to mingle. They don't want to talk to anyone. They're like, fuck all that. I'm not here to make friends. I thought we were coming to eat dinner. I got all dressed up. I like came to another dimension for this. And now you're telling me to like hang out and pretend that I don't want what I want. Um, so like this person, this chef can make it the way they want, but they could just, I mean, if the chef is that good, why don't they just like make it? Like, why does it have to, you know, why, why, why do we have to go through this whole charade of us waiting and like just being okay with the fact that it's really weird that you have to wait this long for your food, right? There's these people. So what these people do is that they go in the kitchen. They go in the kitchen and they're like, hey, um, you know, I ordered those pancakes. So how about I help you along? How about I help you make the batter? And the best chef that's ever existed is like, no, no, no. I love you and I am pure love, but you need to get the fuck out of this kitchen. And then everything has to get wiped down and all the ingredients have to be remade and everything has to start from the beginning because you contaminated the environment. Some of us go back into the kitchen after putting our order in over and over and over again, thinking that we could just go make the dish ourselves. And we do it so often that the chef gets so pissed that um, he bans us from the restaurant. (laughs) Now, you are assured the best meal you'll ever have in cooked in its best form that it could possibly be for it to be perfect for you and to give you the best experience possible. Right? Or you can put your order in and say, I want it made with this much flour and this much butter and this much water and this much milk. And I want you to heat it up like this to this degree and stir it like this and put the thing in like this. In which case, the best chef in the world is like, okay, well, you can just go do that on your own. And you're like, no, but I want the best version. Okay, well, if you want the best version, then you have to wait for me to do it the way I do it. And I have my own process that I cannot explain to you because you are not me. Right? Now, a lot of us are so in awe of being in the restaurant at all and completely appreciate the gravity of even having gotten in that we just get in there and we start having a great fucking time. We're roaming around, looking at everything, meeting everybody, just being cool as fuck and being excited about it and jumping up and down going, holy shit, I can't believe I got in here. Holy shit, I can't wait till I get my food. It's going to be so fucking amazing. And those people, you know, they like go to the bathroom and they come back and, and their food's there. And there's people that, that have been waiting a while, you know, and they're like, whoa, she just walked in. She got her food already? What happened? Well, because that person came in and was in such awe and such gratitude of even having being let in and was so appreciative of what was going on in there that the food that they ordered or getting it or not getting it, although important, was kind of the last thing on their mind because they took it for granted. Well, I am in a restaurant. I did order food. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure, you know, if it's the best chef that's ever been, I'm sure it'll come out when it's ready. Hey, hi, who are you? Hey, what's that? 
What are you looking at? What you reading? What's that going? And before you know it, food's done and you're eating and you're like, oh, that was awesome. And people are like, hey, how come your food came so early? Well, I don't know. Well, what were you doing? Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. I was just like doing shit, man. I, I, I wasn't definitely standing right next to the chef going, hey, is my food ready yet? Is my food ready yet? Don't you love me? Don't, don't you want me to have food? Why won't you just give me the food? D- d- don't you care about me at all? And the chef is like, yeah, that's why I'm trying to fucking make it. If you would just leave me the fuck alone, you know, you're f- why, why don't you go do what that one over there is doing? See how they're engaging and doing this stuff? You won't even notice. It'll be ready before you know it. Now, let's talk about manifestation. Manifestation is giving your order. That's your part. That's the part you're supposed to do. How you fulfill that order is really none of your business. That belongs to a completely separate energy. That energy will subconsciously micro-adjust you until you absolutely reach that goal. You have it within you to reach any goal you can think of. And your subconscious will adjust your behavior, adjust everything about you until you reach a goal that you have sustained and seen in your mind and refuse to let go of. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you want to lay out from A to Z the steps that will take you from here to your goal and you're going to make every one of those steps happen and you're going to go get your thing and you're going to get your goal, you're the asshole in the restaurant standing over the chef going, don't you think it's time to put the pepper in? Don't you think it's time to put the salt in? Don't you think I said, Could, can I just do it myself? Can I tell you exactly how I like it? And the chef is like, no, you can't. Because this is not the type of place where you can do that. You come here to get the best meal of your life. Not what you're used to. Not what you're comfortable with. So whenever we get in the chef's way, they got to wipe down the kitchen and start again. Because you contaminated the place. (laughs) So you just set yourself back all the way to zero again. In terms of whatever you were trying to manifest. Right? But instead, if you put your order in with enthusiasm and love and gratitude and, oh man, I'm so glad that I'm even here and that I can even put an order in. This is so cool. This is so cool. And then you just go revel in how cool it is. First of all, you've left the chef alone to do what they need to do so they can really focus. Second of all, you've got such a great attitude and you're bringing such a cool vibe to the whole place in general that like the chef is kind of partial to getting your food done because you're just, you seem chill. You seem super nice, right? And you're also not like bossing him around and trying to tell him what to do and micromanage shit every five seconds. So like that gives people a good vibe, you know, when you trust them, you know? And so people like that end up with an amazing meal in a relatively short amount of time. This is how certain people are able to manifest so easily because they are aware that setting the goal, seeing the goal, feeling the goal is our job, 
but the actual how-to nuts and bolts of how it's going to happen really is part is a part of us that we cannot control and we don't have a lot of access to. We can just keep reinforcing the goal and keep placing the order and the subconscious will naturally begin to morph you in a myriad of ways so you become exactly that target. But you can't go in there and try to tell the subconscious what steps to take. You can't direct this. You can't control it. And I think that's where people totally slip up. That's what the secret did wrong. It was teaching people how to manifest through controlling and doing it. They were going to do it. But that's not manifesting. That's just doing You know, that's like the chef being like, well, go home and make your own fucking pancakes then. You know, when you're manifesting, you're asking for the highest version of the highest version of the thing that the highest version of you could handle and want. You know, or else just go have your mediocre relationship and call it a day, sir. You know, so if you aren't standing there micromanaging the whole thing and making, you know, the artist who's trying to give you the best of the best of the best version of the thing that you could ever have, if you're not stressing that person out, it is going to get done a lot quicker because they can focus. You see, so it's not our job now to know how to cook the meal or what makes it the best in the universe or how it what the technique is, we don't need to know any of that. That's not our job. That's another That's another thing, and it's totally taken care of. And as long as we can do that and run around in this restaurant having the best time and just being so happy about it, um, everything that you put your order in for, that's the other cool thing about this place, anything you put an order in for, you'll get it. But you won't even get in the door if you if what you wanted wasn't okay. That's what I mean about being grateful, even getting in the door. Like you're vibing high enough to even have the doors open for you. That's awesome. Right? So don't mess up once you get in there by trying to bust your way into the kitchen and going, hey, why isn't my food ready yet? I would like it like this and like this and like this. You know, and you're going to get some answer like, oh, well, the fingerling potatoes that you want aren't going to even be grown for another four years, you know, because of this frost and this will happen and that will happen. They'll be the tastiest potatoes you've ever had, but I need you to go back out there and, you know, enjoy yourself or at least try. And even that's just the chef being kind. You know, we all know that sometimes the chef is not kind at all and kicks us the fuck right out the restaurant. And then there are other people who are so chill, who are such an addition to the vibe, who are so happy and genuine that they are putting in orders out of fun. And they get to not only put in orders, but they get to sit at the table in the kitchen. They get to sit at the chef's table and actually hang out with the chef while he makes all these different tailor-made once-in-a-lifetime requests come true, right? So there are levels to this shit. There are levels to manifesting. The more chill you get, 
the more you trust that this chef knows exactly what's up and is going to give you the perfect thing as long as you put your order in. And then in the meantime, you have to be gracious and fun and wait and engage yourself and have the utmost faith that as soon as the food is ready, it's coming. If you do that enough, you become a regular, you'll end up at the table in the kitchen, which is where I'm going to go right now and go smoke a joint with the chef because this was quite fucking successful. You guys can hang out in here. Be nice to each other. There's a lot of chill people in here. Uh, you can leave if you want, but I promise you there's nothing out there. Um, and uh, if you didn't put an order in for the right thing, just call the guy over again and put in a new order. It doesn't matter at all. You can order up whatever you like. And have fun in the meantime. And don't worry too much about what's going on in the kitchen. Remember, it's none of your business. Just be fucking psyched that you're about to have the meal of your life, the time of your life, the relationship of your life, the love of your life. All you got to do is ask for it and not then not be presumptuous enough to tell divinity how to give it to you. Not be presumptuous enough to tell a five-star of all dimensions chef how to fry a fucking egg. Mind your fucking business, peasants. All of us, including me. Mind our fucking business and let this universe do what it fucking does best, which is give you what you want, as long as you don't get in its way. Again, if you're going to make it so that the kitchen needs to be wiped down because you keep coming in there, it's going to just take longer and longer and longer. And some of us come in here and, you know, we order the wackiest things. We order things that are kind of what we want, but not really what we want. Because really, can I have exactly what I want? That's probably not possible. Let me just ask for this instead. Like I said, ask for exactly what you want. Exactly what you want. And know you're going to get it. Within the confines of where we are right now, which is hyper-awareness of how manifestation works, know that whatever you order up, you're going to get it. And this restaurant... You know, it exists across the planes, across dimensions. Everyone's trying to get in here. And we're here. So roam around, have a good time, chill, meet people. Find this place in your dreams. Astrals travel here whenever you want. Make sure the waiter has your order. Check in and be like, hey, I'm the one that ordered this and this, remember? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Yeah. Hey, so-and-so's here. You want to go hang out? Yeah, sure. Go do it. Have fun. You're going to go to the bathroom or go outside to smoke a cigarette. You're going to come back. Your food's going to be ready. And it's going to be amazing. And you know, once you've had the sublime adventure of ordering up the perfect thing at this particular restaurant and getting your food and enjoying it, then you get to go to the next one, which is even more exclusive. You see? And it just keeps going. Maybe you can be the chef. Ooh. Right? So don't be scared. Whenever you want, you can just close your eyes and imagine yourself coming out of that space within the heart, into the muscles, into the bones, into the marrow. 
out again into the arteries, out again into the nerves, back into the capillaries, and out of the skin. Hi. Welcome back. Quite a jet, huh? Quite a trip, huh? It's a fun place. You can go there whenever you like. You're always welcome. It is zero 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 one. <laughs> it's twelve oh one. Let's leave it there. Man, that took a lot out of me. Wow. Hmm. Well, you know I love you. It's your girl, TJ <laughs> Nark. We're doing this thing, man. We're doing it. We're going to keep at it, too. I'll see you guys next week.